This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And not only do we have a pennant race, we got to deal with some injuries. So let's address that. First, we've got Carlos Carrasco, who's going to be out a month. That whole thing sucked. And I don't think the rain delay had much to do with it, though. When he comes out after, what I write down, a 55-minute rain delay and... <coughs> Excuse me. He stays in the game, actually gets through the inning, which is a good job by him. And then all of a sudden he leaves with the side issue. Your brain starts to wonder, does it have anything to do with the rent? I don't think it did, but it was just terrible, terrible timing. And then obviously in that game, it forces the Mets to have to use Joely Rodriguez and, you know, Adonis Medina. And the game became very, very ugly. But at that point, my worry was, all right, is Carlos Carrasco going to miss time? And if he does miss time, okay, we got David Peterson in the bank. Not a big deal. David Peterson deserves to be in this rotation. And even though he was going to make a start this weekend in Philadelphia, all right, if he's got to permanently slide into the rotation, not that big of a deal. We get the news. It's basically going to be a month. I'll tell you right now, a month from now takes you into the middle part of September. I don't know what to expect from Carlos Carrasco. Can they build him back up to be a starter? Do the Mets almost say, all right, you go to the bullpen? And by the way, a lot of this relates to the conversation we'll have in a little bit about this playoff format, which I thought was significant news a couple of days ago. So Carrasco's out, short-term, all right, David Peterson takes his spot. Then you get to the second game of this series, where Taiwan Walker, all of a sudden, as that ground ball to first base is fielded by Alonzo, and he flips it to Taiwan Walker, you can see he's agitated, you can see he's pissed off, he goes down into the tunnel, He's coming out of the game. And so now all of a sudden you go from, oh, we got David Peterson to fill in for Carlos Carrasco. Oh, no, you tell me Trevor Williams has to rejoin the rotation? Because who knows how serious this is. And obviously the other thought is, can they win the game? Because Taiwan Walker leaves a 0-0 game in the bottom of the third inning. And you see R.J. Alvarez come in knowing Steven Nagosik's in the bullpen, and there's no shot they're winning this game. The only way they were going to win that game is if they pounded Charlie Morton. That was it. They were going to have to beat the crap out of Charlie Morton. They were going to have to score some runs, and they didn't do it. They got, I mean, they got 
freaking mowed down by Charlie Morton. This is a Met team that doesn't strike out a lot. And Charlie Morton striking everybody out. I think in the second inning, he struck everybody out looking. Struck out 12 guys in six and two-thirds. He was brilliant. Knowing R.J. Alvarez has to get big outs. And Adonis Medina. Well, no, Adonis Medina was the night before. Steven Nagosik. I mean, your cavalcade of garbage quadruple-A pitchers. That one's a loss. You can shut this game off early. But you're concerned about Ty. It does feel like with Walker, it's not serious, at least for now. Uh, the way the Mets left it is he could start on Sunday, but Taiwan Walker will only pitch if he's 100%. At this point, don't pitch him. Look, I know you appear and look at this four-game series of the Philly and say, oh, it matters, it's important. The lead over Atlanta shrunk down now to four games. I get all that. You can't push it with Taiwan Walker because the Mets' starting pitching depth is being tested. David Peterson's a great swing guy. Him entering the rotation, fine. If you've got to throw Trevor Williams now into the rotation, it hurts you in two ways. Number one, I don't think he's that good. And number two, you lose that somewhat reliable long man on nights where you've got to go to your bullpen very early. It also tests you a lot this weekend because, unfortunately for the schedule, they have a doubleheader against the Phillies in your short arms. So you're putting yourself in a spot in this four-game series against Philadelphia where you know Bassett starts Friday. You know Peterson and Williams start Saturday, and now you're going even deeper in your depth to have to start Sunday. Jose Budo would be the guy to make the start. He pitched tonight or Thursday night in Syracuse. They pulled him after one inning. He's a 24-year-old right-hander. He was just called up to AAA, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. His numbers aren't great. It is what it is. You throw him out there, you're looking for four or five quality innings. The problem is you're doing that on the heels of a doubleheader in which your two starters are David Peterson and Trevor Williams, where in the best case, you're getting what? Five innings? I mean, with David Peterson, they haven't let him go much past the sixth in any of the starts that he's made virtually. So this weekend is going to be a challenge. The injuries, whether short-term with Taiwan Walker or long-term, and obviously long-term with Carrasco, happened at a very bad time when it comes to the series they're about to play. Now, luckily, they have an off day next week, so that kind of helps out a little bit. Plus, maybe Ty only misses one start. So it really is a short-term issue with this rotation because of the four-game series they have against Philadelphia. Uh, thank God they won game three of the series. My God. And that was a wild freaking game. <laughs> that game never felt safe. And it featured one of my favorite things in baseball, and that is the manager saying, I'm going to use my closer in the eighth inning of a close game because the heart of the order is coming up. So instead of using an average reliever, and let's face it, outside of Diaz, is there anybody in this bullpen you really trust? The answer is no. He goes right to Diaz in the eighth inning after the Braves tighten this game up. Mets obviously had the lead. It looked for a second like, all right, this may actually be a, a comfortable victory. They were up in this game 6-1 to one in the seventh inning, and then all of a sudden, Max Scherzer runs into trouble. Adam Adovino isn't very good. We have ourselves a baseball game. But I loved Buck Showalter going to Diaz in the eighth inning. And I remember when he did that a couple of weeks ago against Atlanta, you run into a few scenarios that could happen. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Scenario one is what happened a few weeks ago. He doesn't throw a lot of pitches. You let him try to pitch a second inning. The game remains close. That happened two weeks ago. Option number two is he throws a lot of pitches. It's still a close game. You're asking someone else to close out the game. Kind of like what happened in L.A. where Edwin Diaz only pitched the eighth inning and Lugo pitched the ninth inning. The scenario we had in game three was a different scenario, and it's a scenario that can happen. It's why you use your best pitcher in the eighth inning. And that's the fact that he comes in in the eighth inning, does a good job, didn't throw a lot of pitches. So I think he would have come out for the ninth inning. But the Met offense blows the game open. Or at least, we think, blows the game open. You get the big hit from Pete Alonso. You get the RBI double by Daniel Vogelbach. <coughs> Excuse me. And now you've opened up a big enough lead where you say, I'll go to somebody else for the ninth inning. I'm up by four in the ninth. I'm good. That's scenario number three. And that can happen. That's a possibility. And I have no issue with what Buck did. Buck said, look, I got Edwin Diaz gave me a great inning. He threw 10 pitches. I could stretch him for a second inning, but I have a four-run lead. I'd like to have Edwin Diaz available the next day. I feel like as incompetent as my bullpen may be, they can get me three outs and not blow a four-run lead. And then Trevor May came in and made us all sweat. Trevor May came in and said, oh, yeah, you comfortable? Okay. Let me allow three straight base hits. And let me give up a screaming line drive up the alley to Ronald Acuna. And then don't worry, Starling Marte will play nice, make a nice catch, and you guys will calm down. So obviously that could have backfired, but it didn't. And I love it. You use your best pitcher in the eighth inning. And how effing good was Edwin Diaz? One run game, eighth inning. This is right after Scherzer ran into trouble, Adovino ran into trouble. The Mets got out of the inning only because James McCann made a great throw, nailing Acuna trying to steal second base, and Buck throws the hammer down and says, go try to beat my best pitcher with two, three, four of the order coming up. And he made it look easy. Brilliant work by Edwin Diaz. Great job by the Met offense, specifically Pete Alonso for the big two-run single that at least created a little bit more room. Now, it didn't matter because they never used Diaz the following night. But if the Mets had come back Thursday, Edwin Diaz is available. He wouldn't have been available if Buck stretched him for a second inning in Game 3 of this series. But thank God they won that game. That had disaster from the past written all over it. In 2019, the Mets lose that game. In 2020, the Mets, well, 2020, don't even count, I even think about that season. In 2021, the Mets lose that game. So thank God they won it, because if they got swept in this series, uh, I wouldn't be laughing right now in this podcast. It sucks they lost three out of four, but like I said, coming into this stretch, they just got to survive. They got to play 500 baseball over the 11-game stretch. I know it's an uneven number, but five and six, six and five against Atlanta and Philadelphia. The problem is now, it's going to be a challenge doing it in Philadelphia. When you look at the pitching situation for the Mets, when you look at who they're facing and who they're not facing, I'll get to that in a few minutes, this is going to be a challenge. These four games against Philadelphia, Aaron Nola, Chris Bassett, you feel pretty good about. Zach Wheeler in one of the doubleheader games against Peterson and Trevor Williams. And then I guess Kyle Gibson's going to pitch the finale of this series. So we'll see. It's not the greatest situation when it comes to pitching. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Chris Bassett, the opener of this series. I think Bassett's going to have to give innings. He's going to have to give more than five innings because they're going to have to use a heavy amount of their bullpen on Saturday with the doubleheader 
and then obviously Sunday with whoever starting the game. I assume it's not going to be Taiwan Walker, and I would be conservative about it. As far as Syndergaard's concerned, this is a joke. I'm sorry. I get he's coming off a major injury. I get you want to be careful. Fool me once, shame on somebody. Fool me twice, we're not a bunch of morons. For the second time with a different team, they want to give Noah extra rest. And here's the bad news for Rob Thompson and for Noah Syndergaard. You can run, but you can't hide. There is a fair possibility that the Mets and the Phillies will meet in the postseason. And what are you going to do? Not pitch them? Like, what what are we talking about? And if there is some kind of, I don't want to use the word fear, but if there is some kind of hesitation towards Noah Syndergaard facing the Mets, why would you want his first chance of facing the Mets coming in October? It doesn't make any sense. Like, he's on the Phillies now. He's not with the Angels where it's easy to hide him and never see the Mets again. And the game wasn't even at City Field. I mean, the game's in Philadelphia. What do you think is going to happen? So, I don't know if the Phillies are going to make the postseason. Obviously, you've got that interesting race between St. Louis and Milwaukee for the Central. And then whoever doesn't win the Central, battling for Philadelphia and San Diego, potentially, for those two wildcard spots. But it's very possible that the Philadelphia Phillies are going to make the playoffs. And it's very possible that the bracket is going to set up to have the Mets play the Philadelphia Phillies. So... As a Met fan, we can mock Noah Syndergaard, have fun with it, call him names. But as a baseball fan, I don't understand. Like, it's very likely, impossible slash likely, that Noah Syndergaard is going to have to face the New York Mets in October. So you don't want him to face the Mets in August? What are we talking about?